Do you struggle with anxiety? I struggled with anxiety for a very long time and I know many of my students struggle with anxiety and it can really be crippling. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode of College on Fleek, how to deal with anxiety. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman. This is College on Fleek. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. Today we're going to talk about how to deal with anxiety. But before we do that, don't be anxious. Let's have a motivation minute. Nothing motivates us better than a fast approaching deadline. And you know this is true. If a teacher gives you two weeks to get something done, when are you going to do it? Like usually the night before. Most coupon manufacturers realized that no matter how much time was on the coupon between when it was issued and when it would expire, the majority of coupons are redeemed within three days of the expiration. That's why now, if you look at coupons, many times they, they only have an expiration of seven to 10 days from now. Because a fast approaching deadline sparks us to action. And you can use that to your advantage by setting a timer. Need to clean out your car? Set your timer for 20 minutes and race through it and get it done. Need to make some flashcards? Set your timer for 10 minutes and see how many you can finish. Need to get some studying done? Set your timer for 45 minutes and get as much studying done as you can. But usually the shorter amount of time, the more that will get done. So try setting a timer. You have one on your phone. In every episode, we like to share a success hack or a study hack. And today I'm going to share a study hack with you that one of my students shared with me this week. She told me that she was in high school and she at one point in high school had the habit of reading her notes every day. So all of her classes at the end of the day, she'd go home and she would just read over all of her notes as a refresher. And then she kind of got out of the habit of doing that. And she went to a class and the professor gave them a pop quiz and she failed it. And she realized that she had gotten out of the habit of reviewing her notes every night. So she got back into it. And then the next time she had a pop quiz, she got an A because it was fresh in her mind. And we're not talking about 30 minutes or an hour or anything. She would just, when she was done with her classes, she would sit down and she would just go through all of her notes. And if there was something she didn't understand, she'd either look it up in the book or maybe make a note to ask the professor about it the next time in class. But this way, every time she went to class, the information from the previous class period was fresh in her mind. Now, I also have a study hack for you in the form of the Study Smart Toolkit. If you go to collegeonfleet.com, you can get the Study Smart Toolkit. It's free. A lot of times my students say, Professor Dittman, can I come to your office and you teach me how to study? Well, here you go. This is me teaching you how to study one-on-one. -on -one. It's a video tutorial, and I take you through the three steps that I created to help myself when I was in school. I had terrible test anxiety, and many of you do as well, and maybe it's not as bad as test anxiety. Maybe you just wanna do better on your exams. 
So in this video tutorial, I show you exactly what to do to study. It works for any class, any major, high school, college, graduate school. Now I've seen my students go from F's to A's on their exams. I can't guarantee that for you, but I can tell you that I've seen my students go from D's and F's to A's and B's. And I don't mean like in four months, I mean on the very next exam. So why would you not wanna do that? Go to collegeonfleek.com and get the Study Smart Toolkit. All right, let's talk about how to deal with anxiety. A lot of people in our society today deal with anxiety, and I'm not really talking so much about situational anxiety. Like, for example, you're about to go take an exam and you feel nervous, or you're waiting for your mom to get an important test back from the doctor and the whole family's kind of on edge. That's situational anxiety. You should be anxious in these situations. I'm talking about anxiety where it's just generalized. So you frequently feel anxious or nervous or a feeling of like something bad's gonna happen, but I just don't know what it is. Now, all of the things that I'm going to share with you today, I want to remind you that you should talk to your doctor or your healthcare provider before you try anything and you have to make a decision about what is right for you. And what I'm going to share with you is not a substitute for medical care. Now, speaking of someone to talk to, the first thing that will help you in dealing with anxiety might be what we call talk therapy. Most universities have a counseling center that is free for students and it's confidential. And I always encourage students you know, if something's wrong with your car, you take it to a mechanic. If the toilet won't flush, you call a plumber. Well, if something's going on with your brain, talk to someone who knows about brains. That's gonna be a psychologist or a therapist of some kind. I've had many of my students over the years who go to the counseling center for a lot of things. Could be talking about anxiety, maybe they're dealing with grief or depression. It could just be that they're feeling overwhelmed and homesick or they've gone through a breakup. And having someone to talk to is so helpful because first of all, you can get it out. And secondly, you can get someone else's perspective that can be very helpful in getting your way out of the anxiety. One of my students went to see her doctor. She tends to have pretty bad anxiety. And if you go back and watch the episode on how to be more successful in five minutes where I talk to you about meditation, most people today spend a lot of time in fight or flight and we just don't realize it because it feels normal. But the problem with being in fight or flight is you'll end up with anxiety and you'll also end up with a lot of tummy troubles and she has a lot of tummy issues. Well, yeah, because when you're in fight or flight, you're not in rest and digest. Fight or flight, your body starts pulling blood flow away from your digestive system because it's like, hey, we got to run away from a tiger. We don't need to be digest digesting a sandwich right now. So she went to her doctor and was telling the doctor, I'm just really anxious. I'm having a hard time focusing. And he prescribed her a medication that is typically given to people who have ADD. Now, she doesn't have ADD. And this medication just ramped her anxiety up through the roof to where she was completely miserable. Now again, 
This is not a substitute for medical advice for you. But she came to see me and she said, I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I should take the medication or not. I said, well, do you have ADD? And she said, no. I said, well, you know, it doesn't really sound right. I said, maybe you should go back to your doctor. And she said, I'm not sure if I want to. And I said, okay, look, just what is your gut telling you? And she said, you know, my gut tells me I should not take this medication. Now, I am not saying that that is appropriate for you. But in her case, it's not a life-altering medication and, and she wasn't dealing with any thoughts of suicide or anything like that. But she just said, you know what? I don't feel like this medication is really working for me. And I did ask her, I said, how long have you been on it? She said, three weeks. And some medications you need X amount of time to get to a therapeutic dose until it's really working for you. But it had been a long enough period where she should have seen benefits from the medication. And so she said, you know what, I really don't want to take this medication anymore and I don't know what to do. I reminded her that the only way that science knows and can prove for us to be able to get out of that fight or flight and into rest and digest, extending the length of your exhale. And I promise you five minutes of breathing will help you. Close your eyes, turn off your phone, turn off your computer, just sit there and close your eyes and breathe for five minutes. And one of the most effective ways is if you just were to breathe in through your nose to the count of three, breathe out through your nose to the count of five. So in for three, out for five. And just do that for five minutes. And I promise you, it makes a huge difference. And if you have anxiety, then you know that someone else telling you, well, don't be anxious, or you telling yourself, don't be anxious, calm down, doesn't work. It just stresses you out more because then you feel wrong. And here's another thing. If you're struggling with any type of hormonal imbalance, now guys, you may or may not be aware of this, but ladies, we usually know if our hormones are acting wonky. But meditation helps because what meditation does is it taps into the vagus nerve, which is your major nerve in your body, and it causes that nerve to release um, one of your primary hormones, which is DHEA, and that hormone communicates with all the hormones in the system, and it can start helping to regulate all of your sex hormones, so your progesterone, your estrogen. So if you're struggling with those types of issues, I really wanna encourage you to try mindful breathing, meditation, whatever you want to call it, just for five minutes a day. And go back and watch that episode that we did on how to be successful in five minutes. Okay, a third thing you want to look at is your nutrition and your lifestyle. Many times we're anxious because we're eating too much sugar or anything that turns into sugar in your body. And that's going to be things like simple carbohydrates, meaning white bread, white flour, white pasta, white rice, things like cookies and chips and sodas and alcohol turns into sugar in your body. And nutrition is a major, major either disruptor or help to your entire system. Also, making sure that you're getting enough sleep. When you're not getting enough sleep, your body starts to pump out more stress hormones particularly adrenaline and cortisol. And when that happens, you will feel more anxious because that's what those chemicals do. 
And so not sleeping enough can result in feeling anxious. Now, I'm gonna go back to the medication issue again and make sure you talk to your doctor. I remember a number of years ago, I was on a, ladies, I was on a birth control pill and I was taking it and within two weeks, I was having panic attacks that were so bad, I went to the emergency room. I legit thought I was having a heart attack. That's how bad it was. And one time it happened when I was wearing my heart rate monitor and my heart rate, my heart rate monitor clocked my heart at 240 beats a minute. That is crazy. And I wasn't anxious about anything. I wasn't stressed about anything. I was eating right, I was sleeping, I was exercising. And the only thing I could think of was that pill. And so I stopped taking it and that anxiety went away. So it is possible that if you're on a prescription medication or a supplement, even an herbal supplement. Some herbs can interfere with your body chemistry or, or other herbs or prescriptions that you're taking. Now again, don't just cold turkey go off of a medication. You need to talk to your doctor. I went off of my birth control pill because frankly I didn't need it. Not that you need to hear about my problems. But I knew that it was not a life altering issue. And so you wanna to talk to your doctor. It is possible that you are taking something that is leading to these feelings of anxiety. Okay, another thing. You're not gonna like this. Your phone and any screen time. Your phone is a major anxiety trigger. And we don't think that because we think when we don't have the phone, we're anxious. But there are a lot of things about your phone or your tablet that are contributing to your anxiety. First of all, every time the phone make, gives you a notification, it vibrates, it pings, you get a text, it rings, a social media notification, anything. That actually gives your body a hit of cortisol. Oh, stress hormone. So every time your phone is pinging, you're, you're getting like this. It's jolting you. And yeah, that's gonna help you feel more anxious. Phone screens are blue light emitting and blue lights disrupt a lot of the systems in your body. Most importantly, they disrupt your body's ability to produce melatonin, which is what you need to sleep. So when you're not sleeping and then you're lying in the bed looking at your phone because you can't sleep, you're just making it worse because the blue light tells your body it's daytime. Don't make melatonin. Now it does help if you change your screen and filter it to like nighttime mode, but what would, what would really be ideal is don't lie in the bed with your phone and don't check it first thing in the morning. And I understand if you use your phone for your alarm clock, but you know what? You can go to Walmart or you can go to Target and you can get a proper alarm clock for like 10 bucks. But yeah, when we're constantly scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through Snapchat, scrolling through, the news or Facebook or whatever it is that you look at, all of those things are gonna to contribute to your anxiety, plus the content that we're consuming. When you're on social media and you're looking at just drama and people's hateful comments, yeah, that's gonna help you feel more anxious. Um, yeah, duh. If you're playing violent video games, that's gonna increase your anxiety. And even if they're not violent video games, you're just using your phone or your screen or a lot of game time, that is going to increase your anxiety because you're like this. 
And one of my girlfriends one time was telling me how she really struggles with anxiety. And let me tell you what she mostly watches on television. Horror. She watches horror movies. She watches really scary things on TV or really upsetting things on TV. Like I call it Home Invasion Sunday on Lifetime where the, whole, the, the entire day they're just running movies on, you know, women being deceived and abducted and you know, tortured and things like that. Well, she watches that kind of stuff all the time. No wonder. Yeah, of course you're anxious. And some people say, well, I, I like shows like that. They make me feel alive. Yeah, if by alive you mean anxious. Now, there's not just one cure for anxiety. And as I said, it really depends on what's causing your anxiety. If it's a chemical issue in your brain, like you have an anxiety disorder, you may need medication. You would need to talk to your doctor about that. It may be things like situations. So yeah, of course, if maybe you're studying for final exams, you might have a couple of weeks where you feel anxious. That's normal. But I will tell you that the majority of anxiety can be at least managed if you'll focus on things like your nutrition, your lifestyle, sleep, and also if you'll include some mindful breathing or meditation, just five minutes a day. Now, College on Fleek is a dialogue, not a monologue, and we wanna hear from you. Put in the comments, do you struggle with anxiety? We'd love to know what it is that you're struggling with in college so that we can create content that's going to help you. And remember, you can always find us at collegeonfleek.com. And make sure you tune in next time for College on Fleek.